Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast, Becoming Your Own VIP, Mind, Body, and Soul. I'm your host, Rebecca McCants, and let's get to it. So today, um, I actually wanted to go over mental health and how important that is for us all, especially again, with the fact that I talk about your mind, your body, and soul, and how absolutely everything is connected. So I wanted to go over the mental health aspect as far as truly our, um, what we encounter and some of the things I personally went through that might be of assistance to you today, um, as part of my journey with that. So, um, with mental health, you do have the aspect of the choices that we make. Um, some of those choices we had no control over. Um, but what we did with our life from the time that thing happened was then our choice. Um, so that was a realization I had to come to within myself. And again, every single topic I ever cover on this podcast are from my own personal experiences. So I share personal insights and things I went through. Um, and also the, the research and the studies I found and what worked for me. So really the biggest thing everyone needs to understand is that this mind, body, soul connection impacts everybody, um, upper, middle and lower class race or gender, absolutely any age, um, you know, trauma occurs to us all through life events, which we all do have in some way, shape or form. It could be childhood trauma or abuse of any kind, um, going to jail or having a family member go to jail, illness or disease, death or grief or, or some type of loss or rejection or abandonment. Um, you're a veteran, um, and received, um, you know, trauma from that religion, cults, secret societies or cults, toxic relationships, biological factors such as genes or your brain chemistry. And even when you're on, you know, drugs and alcohol, how your chemistry changes that way as well. Um, even with medications that we have nowadays, you know, look at the side effects that you have and, you know, that can go back to, um, illness and disease, um, things you've not been having to deal with. And now saying you have to deal with it because of medications you're on, um, or again, diseases from any type of chronic illnesses or anything like that. Um, your family history of mental health problems, um, world events such as war, pandemics, recession, people, depending on whenever you get on, um, this stage of transformation, great depression, um, genocide, community homicides, um, racism and hate, slavery, and more. Um, there's just so many things that impact us every day, which is why I tell people to watch your gates, which is watching your senses and what you expose yourself to, um, your environments, the people, places, things, um, the people you're around, what you're watching and listening to, such as movies, music, news, social media, they can all traumatize you and impact your mental health. Um, just by the information you take in, even without knowing it, you could just be scrolling, but because of the images you're seeing can categorize and traumatize you without you knowing. Um, and you, you'll, you'll have to clear this out later when you're finally ready to heal, because again, subconsciously, you don't know you're registering it, but you already have a mental Rolodex of good or bad. Like when you're looking at, um, a dating website, 
and you flip to the left or the right because you already know, nope, that person doesn't look look, look like something I'm interested in. Yes, that person is. Nope, yes, nope, yes. And while you're scrolling through social media, you're scrolling through a lot of things, right? Well, your mind is picking up negative, violence, um, images that are sexual, images that are um, are cruel and um, harmful to you. And, you know, so many of us are desensitized because of video games and, and things of that nature. But that doesn't mean that your body hasn't held record and held you accountable for the healing of it later. Um, you don't know why some of these things impact you. Um, but it's because some of this is on an energetic um, soul level that you are taking this information in. Um, and that is very important for you to understand that. So this all impacts your mind, your body, and your soul. And again, yes, you're impacting your soul by taking this stuff in, but you're also taking this stuff in mentally. So you're already overwhelmed at work and you're just trying to numb yourself out. But while you're scrolling, while you're watching news, while you're watching movies, you're, you're creating internal stress to yourself. You had not given yourself a chance to mentally decompress Instead, you've actually created more stress. Um, so with mental health, um, I want to go to a topic about um, one, making sure you're aware of how you are impacted every day within our environment. And we all know there's a lot going on. I just looked at the Internet today and there's so many things going on that um, can create fear in a person. So. There is a, a stigma about going and seeking help. Um, and interestingly enough, seeking help isn't necessarily even necessarily about therapy. It could be about just researching and getting answers to why you are having the problems you're having. So for me, my mental health journey, um, I was having... anxiety, fear, worries, and doubts, which I knew resulted from childhood and things that I have left buried deeply within me, right? So I, I did seek therapy, but that meant looking back, now I can, I can see why I didn't for so long. In my mind, I kept thinking about seeking therapy meant acknowledging outwardly to someone that something was wrong with me. I may have felt that, but to acknowledge that to someone, that that, that takes something um, to actually say that to someone. And especially if you're not really ready because you're still so worried about what that means. And then, you know, also privately, um, I don't know about you guys, but privately, you know, I, I was shaming and punishing myself um, and doing that was one thing. But then sharing that with another person and potentially them shaming or punishing me even more, you know, that was hard because think think about your personal life and the things that you've exposed to people and how they already shamed and punished you for those those things, considering them weaknesses when really they're hurt, really they're things you're looking for to be healed but because they're hurt too, they're not your source of healing. 
And so now you're ready to go to a source of healing, but then all you can think about is the shame and the punishment and um, the anxiety, the fears, the worries. So the for me also that there was also a lot of people in my generation will understand this um, and maybe some right now are familiar with this, but growing up and disclosing your family matters was taboo. I mean, like since we were, we were taught that what happens in the house stays in the house. So now I'm, I'm having to share this with someone. And, um, that means that that will be a lot of vulnerability and defensiveness at the thought of sharing that information with someone who may not understand, may not know. And for me, there's also a stigma that no one can help. There was this wounding that since no one ever helped before while it was happening, how can therapy help? How can talking to someone help? It just seemed pointless. Um, and then, then not only that, you're going to have to relive the trauma and uproot what you've been trying to bury. It just, why? So for me, for a long time, that was my opinion. Um, and notice those excuses that I was saying. Um, you know, however I wanted to rationalize it, normalize it, endure it. You know, there was the feelings of helplessness and powerlessness and believing that others were just as powerless to come in and help. And those are all lies. That was thought processes while you're in the darkness and that, you know, you really don't hear yourself even saying all the excuses on why you can't seek help. Um, you know, and, and a lot of that also is your victim programming. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't seek help. You know, you couldn't say what was happening for, for your own survival sake. Right. So now, again, thinking about when you were wounded, for me, I was a child, so you have a, a emotional stunting. So it may not make sense for an adult. Of course, you can go talk to someone, whatever. You never know. Someone may have that thought. But when you're you're at that level, when it comes to seeking help and when before you couldn't, that seems like a barrier. Okay? So in the darkness, you just, you don't see anywhere around that. And... Um, so then when it comes to the realization that actually confronting what has hurt you is where you gain your power back by saying no to the lies and getting help, that actually is what will shine the light and pull you up and out of the prison you created for yourself. Now, even though, and truly, even though you may not have been the one who originally imprisoned yourself, it was you that chose to remain there. And when I say you, it's because also I was reflecting back at myself at this point. Um, you know, there was a story um, that was told about how there was an elephant trained since he was a child um, to be chained and he couldn't go anywhere. He's an elephant, powerful, right? But they trained him young. And by the time the elephant got older, massive, no one would be able to stop him. They took the chains off and he still acted as if he was chained because he was programmed and confined for so long. So even after you become an adult, 
even though those problems are still not occurring, you're still imprisoned in some way mentally. Okay. And so that's where confronting the mental imprisonment is where you actually gain your power back. And it actually shouldn't be a stigma. It should be something we're all racing towards to heal. Um, now I can say that. Um, but then I couldn't. So, um, for me, what was interesting, and, and you may have done this yourself, or you may have seen other people do this, or you've had someone do this to you. But for me, I did share what happened with people I loved. Um, you know, it was only with the people I felt safe with. You know, the people I prayed would keep me, keep my secrets safe, protect me. Um, you know, and, and yeah, I put expectations of them not to hurt me. You know, I'm telling you this because I don't want you to go out there and do that to me again, you know? And, um, you know, this way it was me being vulnerable and a way so that I can say, okay, I'm letting my guard down. I I'm choosing to feel safe with you and praying that you won't betray me. Right. But you don't have control over that. You have no control over that. And um, this is where mental health comes in. You know, um, I mentioned and I talk about duality a lot. And, um, you know, what I was talking about was coming from a wounded mindset. Right. That's one side of the duality. Well, the other side of the duality is, well, when you're healed, you take on your own issues without putting your issues onto another individual. Um, you know, it's just not fair to them. And, and quite frankly, it's not the responsibility to take on the pain that you have to heal. You know, they have their own lives. They have things on their own that they need to heal. And um, should they be aware of the situations? Yes, they should. Um, and, and can they support you if something comes up that's triggering? Yeah. But having them to be the hero and for, for you to hold them to those expectations hurts you both. And it hurts the relationship, whatever relationship it is. Um, you are responsible for yourself and they are responsible for themselves. And therapy is overall, it is a safe space um, where we were putting that pressure on the other person to take on everything. You know, actually therapy is that place that will allow that. And um, it does lead to inner dialogue, it leads to discovery, and it leads to developing new perspectives and healing. Um, so if you're emotionally stunted, if you hadn't had someone to talk to in a healthy way and someone can actually tell you, well, hey, yeah, this is actually this, or yeah, this is actually this. And the reason why your, your behaviors were this, that you thought were normal, actually were not normal. It was a coping mechanism for the, the, the trauma that was witnessed. And again, depending on the age level that you were witnessing such a thing, you know, your emotions come first, the younger you are. And logic comes later. So if you hadn't had that logic to help digest that and, and see different perspectives, then you're all over the place emotionally and you don't know why. So the therapist will have clinical data to help say this, 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 this created this, 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 that. 
And then you can see how that ripple effect coursed throughout your life and into other relationships that you've had with friends, with partners, with money, with your home, with your children, absolutely within yourself. So it all, it all reveals things. And so, um, you know, the truth is we're human beings and we actually are all wounded in some way. Your therapist, your spiritual leader, your physician, government and state officials, your spouses, your friends, your employers, your peers and family members, we're absolutely all wounded and we are all born into sin. We were all broken, fragmented and lost in some way. At some point in time, we, we lost our way. And um, maybe not everybody, maybe there's a slight percentage that we don't know about, but um, I'm talking to the people that have found me that this can help right now. And even if you're, um, if you are one of these leaders that's never had any of these things happen before, again, these things allow us to have perspectives into the wounded parties to be of better service. But, you know, with that being said, it's not about your title. It's not about your degree. Um, if we take away all that we have experienced, um, all that we encounter daily, and think about those things, really, um, that impacts us in many different ways. Ultimately, the challenge is how we treat one another. You know, and this is where spiritual comes in, your soul. You know, the Bible has many scriptures on this, on how we treat one another. And we actually develop and grow in spirit by strengthening our compassion, our empathy, our love, our patience, our faith, our forgiveness, and more of those good characteristics. Um, through your own pain, basically, you're able to use this as your teacher to understand and support someone when they're going through their lessons to learn. And your the professionals that you seek, you know, yes, they've studied and they've received that degree and, and have truly, some of them have experienced what they're now providing services for because then they can really identify and understand exactly where you're coming from, your struggles, the things that you've had to overcome, even to get to where you are right now in front of them. Um, however, again, the degree, it's not needed. We all have been a student of life, a student of pain, a student of trials and tribulations, a student of joy, a student of love. But the question is, have you learned your lesson? Have you evolved? And can you now apply what was learned to help another person in need? You have what it takes to help another person without a degree. Seeking help and support from your loved ones who truly want to support you and are, um, or you're seeking professional help. As I said, you are taking your power back. Okay. And, you know, through our wounds, we have developed a heavy dependency and reliance on others to lead us and to have the answers. But the truth is, we're all on different levels of understanding and maturity. And honestly, the answers are within you. You know, I talk to you about God's within you. He's, he's the creator. He's the one who made us. And that's where prayer comes in. Um, and 
now that I've went through everything um, and I talk about a lot of darkness and stuff, I want to kind of give you a different vision, a visual. Um, so imagine like you're in fog and what that's like when you get in your car and you're driving in heavy, dense fog and you have really limited vision until you get closer. And then as the fog dissipates, then you see more. Okay, well, this is the same process for healing and being receptive to that information that can help you in a situation. So I, I consider the fog is the darkness where a person is in survival mode. They're not really able to see or be open to any type of solutions. You know, sometimes people say, well, I've given them everything I can. I don't know what else to say to them because they're not hearing me. They're not ready to hear you. They're still in the darkness. They haven't arrived close enough to see yet. So as you get closer to the fog and it starts dissipating and, you know, things are getting clearer and things are starting to make sense, even the things that happened in the past where once things were tried to be explained through conversations or um, what you felt, you can understand it better. You know, past books you've read, you can reread them now because you'll be able to digest them differently um, and you'll have different perspectives than from before and they'll now make sense. And it, it actually is really amazing because at each stage of my my um, my healing, it'll be so interesting how I would watch a video. And at that time, that video kind of rang true. I was like, cool, I'll save it. And then all of a sudden it comes back up on my reel a couple months later. And, you know, I've had some progression and I was like, you know what, let me read this again, or let me listen to this again. And then I had more insights and I was like, oh my goodness. And it's just, sometimes people consider it stubbornness and it, it, and it really could be stubbornness. Don't get me wrong. Some people are really just there, but really it's a resistance because it's like an agitation. It's like a rub. And not only that, when you're heavy in the darkness, you just want it to be easy. Just give me the answer, pull me up out of this darkness and be done. But again, it requires work. And any solution that you have to give to someone, guess what? It's going to require work. It's going to require them to feel. It's going to require them to change. And that is not fun. And when you're in the dark, that doesn't seem possible. But as you get closer in, in the clearing, it's starting to say, oh my gosh, okay, it's getting a little light in here. You know, I could see a little bit more. Things are getting a little bit easier. And it's it makes sense to you. And it, everything seems a little bit more doable because you're starting to gain more and more and more of your power back. So, you know, the, the solutions continue to lead you out of the fog, out of the darkness, and out of victim mentality, out of the survival mode. And it starts placing you into thriving, into solutions, into things are possible. And you're, you're starting to understand yourself um, understand, understanding yourself leads to understanding others better with a newer perspective. Um, like you have more accountability in the part you played in the past. And because of that, you're more conscious of your actions with every encounter and choice you have every now moment in the future, in the present time, because your present choices is going to impact your future. So in the past where I was destructive, Okay, 
Now I'm more conscious of it. I've learned from that those past mistakes that I've talked about repentance, making sure you change and you're done. Well, because of the fact you're done, when a situation comes up like this, you're able to be like, ah, break, pause. And then you now make different choices. So instead of tearing things down, you're building things up. And you're able to create the relationships you actually truly have dreamed and seeked, whether that is financial, whether that is um, spiritual, whether that's emotional, mental, um, family relationships, your spousal relationships, your your friendships, things of that nature. You're able to build it up versus tearing it down because you're more conscious. You're more in the light and you're more aware of the things you speak you're more aware of the things that it takes to, to really hear and digest the information that's being said without being so defensive and feeling like you're being attacked. So um, the, the realization that we really are all here to support one another is the truth. You know, even our jobs, we're of service to one another. We just get paid for it. But there are times when we're out on the street and we're helping people just because we are here to support one another. So Jesus said, treat treat each other the way you want to be treated. Now, it's not meaning taking on their burden because truly only they can save themselves. Only you can save yourself. But when you need help, you need help. And that's the thing is that everyone needs a helping hand at some point. So, um, how do you accomplish this? So I'm going to give you a short list real quick, and then I'm going to go into a little bit of clinical data to help support this a little bit more. But for me personally, um, it was to seek God first. It was to pray and, um, to have a true desire to change for the better, to be accountable and to put yourself into action to take the necessary steps to let go of what is not serving you and to add new habits, new behaviors, and anything that is loving and kind to yourself and others. You know, develop patience, compassion for yourself, you know, apply, apply yourself to, to making positive changes daily. Again, seeking help. And seeking help doesn't necessarily mean a person. It could be picking up a self-help book in any area of which you are lacking, any area that you need growth and development in, any area that was unknown and frightening, any area you were ignorant to. Pick up a book. Find a video. Yes, go seek help. But research is key. So we were going, a lot of people were going off of information that was passed down and not saying that was incorrect, but did you ever research it? Did you ever look up any other perspective to help you? Um, utilize your discernment because even while you're researching again, like I said, you, you're listening to people, you're reading books and stuff like that. But in the end, if you don't feel good about it, that's probably not the right route. So you use your discernment and, uh, make sure you're having daily routines of self-care So, um, for part of my self-care, as far as the soul level that actually I didn't realize actually helped me in, um, the mental area was going to the Bible and reading the entire Bible. But I would suggest as far as your, your, 
the first one I will go to as far as I will help you as a manual in making better choices. Proverbs would be the best one, um, you know, and then God's always talking about um, the Ten Commandments, you know, as a great place to start. And again, treating people the way you want to be treated. Those areas right there are important. And as far as the Bible goes, also, um, I would also recommend reading um, at least three different versions Um, There's multiple versions, but at least the King James Version, the New International Version, and the English Standard Version. Um, So you can kind of truly digest the scripture and see different perspectives, but also which version resonates with your soul more. Um, So you'll you'll have this um, understanding which actually resonates with you better. Um, So then also I, I suggest you exercise, meditate in stillness or the scripture, journal. I mentioned EFT, um, emotional freedom ta- uh, tapping technique or emotional freedom technique, which is tapping, um, to break through some of the emotional barriers in your life, the mental barriers, break, um, breath work, um, having good nutrition and hydration and, and at least eight hours of sleep a night. Um, and then also check your vitamin levels for deficiencies, because if you're vitamin deficient in any area, you'll be amazed and actually how much this impacts you mentally um, and emotionally. If you are deficient in certain vitamins, it can create anxiety. It could create numerous things. Um, So, you know, get some blood work checked, check your vitamin levels, and then research what each vitamin does. And then you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is why I was feeling this way. Oh, this is why I was feeling this way. And then you'll start being able to... um, again, care for yourself better. So that way now you're able to, um, if it was not, cause you don't want to seek, you know, a therapist and find out it was your vitamins this whole time. Um, but obviously if you're having anxiety and things of that nature and you know, you've had trauma and you know, you have not had any, um, uh, mental health treatment, then again, self-help books, videos, research, and yes, maybe seeking professional help, depending on the, um, the situation that you're in, um, when it comes to, if it's hard for you to overcome some of those inner battles, um, and the severity of what you've encountered in your life. But, um, now I want to go over some clinical data that I had, uh, researched just to give you a little bit more understanding on why, um, some of those things are beneficial. So the meditating, um, I had mentioned in another video truly does help with ADHD. It really does help with settling your body and, um, your, your nervous system. Um, meditation helps you recover and heal on a deep level because you're, you're in a stillness state where your body is not triggered all the time. So it's kind of like sleep where you can heal during your sleep. You can heal through your meditation, your mind, your body, and your soul. Um, But as far as exercising, um, you know, it could be anything from jogging, swimming, um, cycling, walking, gardening, dancing. Um, It is mentally healing because it does reduce your anxiety and depression. Um, You know, it states that it can um, lead to improvements in your mood. Um, it, because of the fact it increases the blood circulation to the brain and, uh, specifically 
parts of the brain controlling um, your stress and obviously there's multiple parts of our brain so I'm just going to name off a couple of them the limbic system controls your motivation and mood the amygdala <laughs> um, it generates a fear um, generates fear in response to stress and the hippocampus it um, plays an important part of memory formation um, so again as what the mood and motivation comes into play with several parts of the brain so for you to perceive oxygen and blood flow um, to your brain that exercising helps you get stimulated there um, and then also it helps um, limit distractions um, self-efficacy um, social interaction the obviously you the better you feel the more confident you are um, when it comes to um, what's interesting also is like even if you have severe mental illness like schizophrenia um, you can through exercising obviously benefit yourself but also through meditating these two things will help take some of that stress that you occur daily in your life through the traumas and the things that you put yourself through each and every single day. Um, this study particularly about schizophrenia is really focused on weight versus the mental, but every little bit that you can recover mentally, um, even on someone who is severely mentally um, impaired, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And it, it just needs to take one step at a time but um, exercising will obviously improve your sleep um, you'll have more endurance you'll have stress relief improvement in your mood increased energy and stamina um, you reduce tiredness and um, increase your mental alertness obviously weight um, reduction will happen and of course reduce cholesterol and improved cardiovascular fitness because obviously stress is not only taxing on our mind but it's taxing on our heart as well um, especially depending on what you've experienced in life um, with any type of loss, abandonment, or rejection, and you're holding those, those pains. And um, it's not just in your mind, but in your heart as well. And those things do require your attention. So um, I'm grateful to hear that, you know, exercising is a definite form that will allow you to keep moving and doing better for yourself. Um, but yeah, so early warning signs, guys, is... Um, if you're eating or sleeping too much or too little, if you're pulling away from people and usual activities, if you have low or no energy, if you're feeling numb, like nothing matters, um, having unexplained aches and pains, feeling helpless or hopeless, smoking, drinking, or using drugs more than usual, feeling unusually confused, forgetful, um, on edge, angry, upset, worried, or scared, yelling, fighting with family members and friends, experience severe mood swings that can cause problems in relationships, having persistent thoughts and memories that you can't get out of your head. And I, meant, I meant, made mention of that about forgiveness um, in my last two podcasts, but um, hearing voices and believing things are not true, uh, thinking of harming yourself or others, an inability um, to perform daily tasks and taking care of your kids or getting to work in school. Those are all signs of 
a mental health problem. And that is a very good time to start making some changes into your daily life, getting outside in nature, getting off of electronics and social media, um, surrounding yourself with positivity, you know, people that really love and care for you, sharing what's going on um, with you and letting people know instead of suffering internally, because trust me, I was one where I am a person that likes to deal with things myself until I need to get some, uh, get some insight. Um, and you know, usually once I said what I had to say, I personally feel a lot better. And that's one of the reasons why journaling was so important too, because instead of overthinking and ruminating, you get it out on paper. Um, you get all those emotions, you get all those problems out and it's on paper so that you can clear your mind to think of actual solutions. That's where prayer comes in, um, asking for guidance, um, asking for solutions. And, um, you know, they do get answered. Um, you just have to be looking for those answers because it's not going to, like I said, it's not one of those things where, you know, you're going to be saved with a snap of the finger. It might come through a person. It might come through a video. It might come up through a book. It might overcome, you know, overhearing another person's conversation. And you hear all, all of a sudden the answers to the questions you were seeking, or someone actually is going to come and help you with that situation. It comes in many different ways, but if you are suffering from mental health, you do need to start seeking some type of help. Um, and you do need to start finding ways to release the stress um, and the emotional turmoil you're going through. Um, you know, connecting with other people is a good way, um, again, to, to alleviate some of the mental health issues you're having. Again, being physically active. Um, you know, even if that's just getting up and do some chores around the house, things of that nature, taking a shower, um, just some type of momentum that you can start pulling yourself out of that mental thoughts. Um, learn new skills um, because you'll be amazed at focusing yourself onto a hobby. Again, even chores, dancing, exercising, just getting yourself focused on that instead of focused on your problem. Um, that is a um, not only are you learning something, but it's also taking your mind off of whatever is, is creating issues within you. Um, giving to others, um, you know, the Bible again talks about this, how small acts of kindness towards people actually is, a, is in fact a small act of kindness to yourself as well. So you'll be able to again, see a different perspective of, you know, your problems, maybe smaller than another person's problem and you know giving to others and being humbling yourself that gives you a good wake-up call and um again brings you back to a different perspective that you know this too shall pass things will be all right you know um it could be worse it could be better but it could be worse and right now what can i do what can i do that that can help me in the next step Um, and, you know, pay attention, be present. Um, you know, again, when it comes to mindfulness, you just want to be able to see what is around you right now that you're grateful for. What is good that's happening to you right now? Yes, your life, your breathing. And because of that, there is a solution. Something else will come. There is a way for me to read a book so I can find that answer. 
there is an option that maybe had been tried before, but maybe I could do it a different way. Whatever may happen, being mindful and being present and knowing what you can do next is amazing. So um, these things I ask for you to think about when it comes to your mental health. And again, your mental health is also your emotional health, um, your psychological health. It just, everything is connected. And that's why I created this podcast regarding becoming your own VIP in your mind, your body, and soul. Conquering one will have an impact in the other two. And conquering them all, well, you just mastered yourself. And so that is my goal. And I pray that everybody receives this message today. Um, Obviously, I put it off for a really long time, um, a really long time. And... um, with no regrets. I, I, they can't, there can't be any regrets because I wasn't ready. And thankfully I became ready. And thankfully it led me to where I am today, which is sharing my story so that it can help others. Um, I want to leave this podcast real quick by I'm asking you um, to look up uh, on the internet. This um, it's, I guess, artwork. Um, it's a sculpture. And it caught my attention once and it was actually very powerful without me even knowing what it was. But I talk a lot about our inner child and how we're emotionally wounded a lot of the times in our childhood. And it's those wounds of the child that comes up in our everyday relationships, especially as adults. Um, And it's usually the closest relationships where these inner childs come out, um, the inner child wounding. But it happens um, at work and et cetera, et cetera, depending on whenever you were triggered, how you were triggered in the situation, right? Well, this is a sculpture that was made by Alexander Molov, and um, it's Alexander, and then his last name is spelled M-I-L-O-V, and the sculpture is called Love. And I guess it was first introduced at the Burning Man Festival in Nevada, but um, basically it's a sculpture of two adults and their backs are to one another and they're both hunched over. Um, obviously it looks like there's some disconnect between them and, um, inside of them both are two inner children reaching out to one another. Just want to be understood. Just want to be loved. Just want to have a connection. Want to feel safe and secure with one another and to be heard and just visually alone. Um, that was beautiful, but there was one caption I wanted to read, um, that was on here and it, it, this is what this caption says. One of the most powerful art pieces from Burning Man is a sculpture of two adults after a disagreement sitting with their backs to each other, yet the inner child in both of them simply want to connect. Age has many beautiful gifts, but one we could live without is the pride and resentment we hold onto when we have conflicts with others. The forgiving, free spirit of our children is our true nature. Remember this when you feel stubborn. Whenever we were hurt as a child, we didn't understand. And to be quite frankly, when you're going back and forth in arguments, guess what? You're trying to be understood. You're trying to be heard. You're trying to be validated. The other person isn't hearing you. So you're trying to say it differently 
and you're getting louder and you're getting hit louder and, and maybe physical abuse comes into it, maybe verbal abuse, maybe emotional abuse, hurting one another versus actually stopping, pausing and getting to the root of it. And again, if you're the one who has that hurt, that's something you need to look at and heal and not take it out on that person because that person wasn't their originating source of that hurt. Yes, there might be something you need to deal with, a boundary or something you need to deal with right here, right now with them. But the power of the pain can now be released because the power of the pain is the source of the pain that you received when you were a child, where you couldn't defend yourself, when you couldn't be heard, when you didn't understand, when it hurt. That compounded over the years, over all the times when you repested, when you had negative self-talk and you hurt yourself more and more and all these other things that just explode like a volcano in this now moment. And this now moment has nothing to do with that original pain. That now moment has to do with an everyday scenario that two people have when trying to gain a relationship with one another and coming to understandings with one another. The same as when you're a child. It's just there was someone that was bigger Someone who was more powerful, someone who was more wounded, taking it all on you. And you didn't have a chance to understand that, so you couldn't combat it. You couldn't understand it. You couldn't digest it. But now you can. So, I ask for people to search themselves. Till your soil. Find out what's going on within so you can heal. And... The person that you're with, love them. Love them for who they are as they're working through the things that they're working through and vice versa. And open yourself to forgiveness. And yes, if the physical abuse, mental, verbal abuse, all these things are happening, obviously some form of separation might be needed at that time because that's just endangering you and placing you even more into survival. And you just need a chance to heal, both of you. So pray, reach out to God, but I do hope that you guys look at this sculpture and see what I'm talking about. And I also pray that you look into inner child healing and triggers, and I'll continue to talk to you about it more and give some more insight. But again, this uh, sculpture was pretty powerful and, um, Hopefully you guys look at that and hopefully you received a good message from today regarding mental health and how it connects to your body as well as your soul. And you guys have a blessed night.